Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Fitness Unfiltered with me, Dr. Mike II, my co-hosts, Dan Osman and Emma Story Gordon. How did that work? I kind of thought I'd try something new. A little bit creepy. Yeah, I felt creepy. Yeah. It felt creepy, if I'm honest. But if anything, it's good to know these things so that you can be less creepy in real life. (laughs) Try doing that as a conversation starter. That'd be good. How to be less creepy. That could be an interesting podcast title. I'm not sure we'd be the best people to uh, to do that topic. There's plenty in the fitness industry that could help us out with that, though. That's possibly true. Or plenty of cautionary tales. (laughs) Oh, okay, like... Let's just, um, I don't even know. So nobody really knows what we're talking about today. It's truly unfiltered. But what is exciting is we've just decided what we're going to speak about at Body Power. So that, is, it, that, sounds, that sounds suspiciously like an announcement, Emma. Well, the thing is, Mike, um, it's really, really exciting. But the thing is, I just can't tell you yet. But <laughs> if you keep you know following me um I will really at some point we've got some super exciting things coming up and you won't yeah. actually believe it yeah yeah um but I mean, unfortunately we can't tell you these three people planned a talk at body power and you will not believe what happened next <laughs> <laughs> oh god we're actually it's... recording this to release it right should we talk about clickbait in the fitness industry yeah. So this is something that I find I find immensely frustrating as a seeker of knowledge. Um there does seem to be this huge trend to to do clickbait. And everyone does it because it works. It kind of gets people listening. But have you ever been in a situation where you've actually wanted to find something out? And so you've looked on YouTube or Google or whatever and you've tried to find some information and all you get is stuff pretending to be about something that it's not actually about um yeah or sometimes they'll like claim they're going to explain a concept and then just don't would you say that clickbait is sort of the same as like just putting up like pictures that look nice with a little bit of information i don't know like mainly just to get likes doing it for the gram yeah, I, I feel like I, I do as well as clickbait. I do feel like good content is sometimes wasted, as in people feel they have to put clickbait pictures up to get their stuff read. I know, but it is it's so annoying because it works. It and does, also, like, yeah. But also, part of the issue is Instagram is about posting pictures. So it's kind of, it's us that are trying to manipulate it into being a blogging site by writing these massive captions, which we actually, we're posting this thing because we want people to read the caption, not because we want them to look at the picture. So maybe we should be going elsewhere rather than that posting is on a Instagram. Fair, yeah, that is a fair point. But I guess like you're trying to deliver good content and that's, you know, where it's going to get the most views and you hope that people learn from it but it was annoying like I put up a picture last week of like a a throwback to when I was extremely lean and it's like the first picture that I ever got over a thousand likes and I was like that's really annoying because I put out like you know you spend ages writing like like, this is such a good post it's so useful to people I've referenced it's like interestingly research whatever it might be 
and then it'll get like you know not very many likes and then you put out like a picture like that with like nothing just oh look here with me when I was lean and you get like an absolute ton of likes and I think I said this to Jamie actually and he was saying that you know it's a good thing and that you need that maybe you didn't need it but it gives you that sort of authority of like look you've got yourself in that shape before and it people see it as a sort of more of a success than I would say it is but they see it as a success and then they sort of attribute that to you knowing what you talk about which you know as we know is definitely not the case Mm. but having both is probably the best situation you could be in so I think a lot of people use that as a bit of like a false dichotomy like oh just because you have a six-pack doesn't mean you know anything that's completely true and just because you don't have a six-pack doesn't mean that you don't know a hell of a lot however if you have thank god for that (laughs) (laughs) but if you have both it's an easier sell isn't it because you walk the walk and as a personal trainer to at least some extent you are your own business card yeah and yeah i think a lot of people like well sort of see it as one or the other but actually you you can be knowledgeable and have the look as well i guess i think what's interesting is also that you don't have to necessarily judge and this this is a conversation i actually had on holiday recently do you and it sounds it sounds ridiculous when you say it but do you judge the success of a post on how many likes it gets and of course we think that that the success of that post and how many people it's reached and how how many people have liked it is obviously a measure of of how good it is but it, it isn't and you know, I would often argue that if four people get something out of a really useful post, um, that's so much greater than a thousand people scrolling past something and double tapping it because it looks cool. You know, mm-hmm. and it, I think it's 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 difficult. And I think that it can be. You know, if you are if you're trying to use, like. I mean, it's so many things affect what is successful on an Instagram post. And half the issue is we don't actually know what those things are. Nobody knows what what the algorithm is. So often you'll post a post that will get loads of likes and you'll just have no idea why that happened. And then you'll post another one that you've put a lot more effort into. And then so then your automatic and, and that will get no likes. So your automatic conclusion is not to bother putting effort in. But Maybe that's a bit of a kind of childish way of looking at things. It's like, oh, if I don't get loads of attention, then I'm just not going to do it anymore. Um, yeah. And I suppose Instagram is quite childish. Gosh, this is a podcast of discovery, oh, isn't it? Yeah. Well, they said the number of followers, number of likes is the ultimate vanity metric now, isn't it? It's like mm. almost a new currency. Um, that, As you said, it's not necessarily the people that are in the best shape that know the most, but an element of both should be reflective of someone that does know what they're speaking about. But for the lay person, they don't know what to look for. They just go on, I want to look like that. That person looks like they know what they're talking about. Um, And despite knowing better, I think sometimes you can't help it if you put a post out and it doesn't get much engagement. I mean, I have had people contact me in in the past that people I've never heard of. They're never engaged in any post. They've never liked anything of mine. They've said, I've followed you on social media for some time and they, they want to work with me. So, mm. no, I think you're completely better. right. Like nobody, you know, it would be very easy to grow a big following by putting up pictures of your bum or your tits or whatever. But I don't think that no one... would work for all of us. <laughs> no one's gonna buy from you for that, yeah. you know. And you have to have the 
So someone might have found your page because, for example, me, I posted a picture of my abs. They might have then found my page because that picture got a load of likes or whatever. But then they're like, oh, actually, she puts out quite a lot of good information, seems to know what she's talking about. I would like to work with her. Like, I don't think anyone builds a big business well, like I, if if your business is online coaching I guess is what I'm assuming but I have now found something that would be really good to talk about and it, it was a post that Jamie put up um, and the quote in it is um, in an open marketplace for attention darker emotions atta- um, attract more eyeballs than positive and constructive thoughts which is a really good point for that's from media. that's from digital minimalism isn't it i think yeah it's cal yeah. Newport. yeah it's amazing i'm reading that book at the moment and it is such is such an interesting um quote and very mm. and it's so interesting and we see it all the time in fitness it's it's why people get you know if i put up a post that mentions herbalife and like dissing them like it all automatically gets a load of likes and it mm. you know it's kind of stupid now because everyone it, it's just an easy target mm. but you do, you know, without naming names, a lot of people have following purely from or products down or celebrities down, you know, calling people out. Yeah. And I think that quote kind of sums it up that, yeah, like, you probably will attract more. People like the drama. They like the arguments. They want to know what's going on. Yeah, people like gossip as well, don't they? But that doesn't mean that they're going to buy your product. No. no, and you can come across looking like an absolute, like horrible person. Um, I furthermore to that, I I actually have quite a lot of concerns for the psychology of like influencer culture, and for the idea of of people becoming famous for for no real reason. And I think I think that can have a huge impact on on people's psychology and and what they what they're trying to achieve with it. And I'm I'm worried that we're setting ourselves up for you know, a lot of people who are thinking that they're really famous and really successful because they've got a lot of followers on Instagram. And then they'll reach a point where that no longer means anything for whatever reason, either because, you know, Instagram burns itself out as a platform or people move on to another platform like they did with things like MySpace and stuff like that. And then what happens to those people then who have used this kind of platform to just become essentially become well known for for not actually having any skill or qualification or or like translatable usefulness in into other other fields and they sort of end up you know with nothing um i agree with this but i am gonna just sort of like argue the other point which is and i would like completely completely agree but don't you think that probably was the start you know when people were like started making money on the internet people would have been like huh well, you know, what happens when we move on to the next newfangled technology and, you know, the internet doesn't exist anymore. Well, you've got no hard skills. And actually, you know, as we know, the internet just grew and grew and grew. Now, I'm not saying Instagram is exactly the same, but I do think that people would have had those same sort of doubts as maybe... Oh, what yeah, yeah. I don't, I, don't mean that, I don't mean it in terms of Instagram as a platform. I just mean in terms of the general culture of just inflating people's egos through through these platforms like there's you know there's there's people whose entire profiles are just pictures of themselves just pictures of themselves and they've got millions of followers and i just yeah and they make a lot of money if yeah. they're you know, some influencer making really good money yeah. i yeah. went to um like a guest 
like a talk by one like an influencer mm-hmm. and it was actually like I went in so skeptical I was like what could she possibly teach me like she literally I looked on her Facebook and she or oh, her Instagram and it was just like you're saying pictures of her yeah but actually it was like really interesting and totally changed my mind about it and she was very well first of all she employed her mum and her brother to work for her so she was on like you know making enough money to employ two different people um and there was seemed to actually be quite a lot of thought into like everything and she had you know like a team of people who would like look over her contracts and make sure that you know certain deals were um suitable to her as a brand and you know what was going to pay her more but also she would think about her future and if she was sort of selling out or if that meant she couldn't do this deal Mm. and blah 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 and I guess yeah to me I was just like there's quite a lot more than what I had thought like it's not just putting up a picture but yeah I think there's savvy there's like savvy people and there's savvy ways of using it but I just worry that a lot of people aren't doing that a lot of people are just are getting high on the dopamine of the you know of the constant likes and the constant attention and it's almost like that's all that's all they're in it for like you know when people become famous because they're amazing musicians or amazing actors they've got the passion for that for a craft that they're doing whereas there's kind of when the the fame itself you know, even with those people, their fame dries up, doesn't it? And they, they often end up chasing that fame. But at least they have their craft and their passion to keep them going. Whereas what do the influencers do when that dries up? If that dries up, I suppose. But I had a I had an experience on holiday recently where um, I was in a yoga class and um, <clears throat> a man and a woman were in that yoga class. And they had a videographer with them filming them being in the yoga class. And I didn't really understand what was going on I thought they were just mates filming each other but um the yoga instructor actually halfway through the class asked asked the the videographer to leave because he she said that he was disturbing everybody and that getting in people's ways and he hadn't answered he hadn't asked her for permission to be filming in her class and she thought that was quite impolite I thought it was really great how she kind of took him down um but he left for about two minutes and then came back and carried on filming and I just thought this is this doesn't really sit right with me about what's going on here. And then at the end of the class, we all had to sit in a circle and like with our knees touching each other. And we had to put our hand like on the knee of the person next next to us. And I was obviously next to this this girl who was like, didn't make any eye contact or look at anyone or smile at anyone. And I felt really uncomfortable that I'd basically been told to put my hand on her knee, which I did. And she was like refusing to put her hand on my knee and the instructor was like please put your hand on the knee of the person next to you I was like this is really awkward I don't know what to do um and then the instructor asked everyone to look around the room and smile at everybody and smile at the person next to you and I turned to her to smile and she just stared straight ahead and just wouldn't turn and and I was like why are you being so mean like I'm just a nice person being videoed no and then and it was only afterwards that on my discover feed on instagram i saw the video of our of our yoga class and it was this it was a guy from australia who was like an actor apparently um with 280,000 followers on instagram and this was his his girlfriend and i was just like you can have all the followers in the world but what I just don't understand why... Still be a crap person. 
Yeah, and I don't really <laughs> want to judge them as people based on such a such a small experience. But it was so like I looked at their Instagram profiles and it was so stereotypical. It was so like the typical um stereotypical modelly type Instagram profiles. And I just thought, what like is there a correlation between the number of Instagram followers that you have and and whether you actually just do sort of lose touch with reality and not be able to interact with people? Because that just seemed like a really bizarre experience that your your entire career is based on kind of getting people to like you, yet you don't seem that bothered about people actually liking you in, in real life, mm-hmm. just on the internet. It just yeah. seems odd. Uh, very it's, odd. It isn't. Well, you you both know that I don't do the game very well, but it is a game, and I guess that is is an, an, a way of playing it. Um, but it's, I still find it odd. I still find it odd that you know, I I find it odd to walk along. Not that I ever do it, but people that can walk along and do videos to their phones. Oh um, yeah, and other people see it. No thanks. <laughs> But also, just like shamelessly talking to the public, I never, I never ever do it when there's other people around ever. Like there've been that times. That is a lie because I've seen you do it in like, real life. You yeah, are only exactly if I, what if I'm, I'm talking with, about. Like Mike. if I was with someone, I would do it. But I'd never be walking down the street on my own yeah, and get my phone out and start going. Hi guys, just wanted to let you all know that I've got big important <laughs> well, people things do, right? up, but I can't well, tell you I what they are. I find do you know what really I get really impressed by? Because I can't do it. Like, I can't do it like that. That's why I always go into my field or I'm in my room. But <laughs> my how field. they're not... Love your field. They're not distracted. They're not like, embarrassed either. No. It's, it's just... And, like, the embarrassment's one thing. But, like, if someone's walking past me, like, I'm immediately distracted by that. Or, I don't know, like, I don't understand... People walking through, like, central London talking to their phones. I know, exactly. I'm like, how are you doing this? Yeah, it's quite impressive, actually. It is impressive. Um, but I always find the opposite with Instagram. Like, instead of, like, I don't know, instead of people up themselves, like, more, I think a lot of my friends don't really get it. They're like, oh, so what What do you do on Instagram? And I'm like, well, like, that's not really, that's not my job. Like, I just, <laughs> it's part of, like, how I get clients to work for me online. Like, oh, okay, like, just don't... You know when someone just really belittles what you do? Like it literally just happened to me in the supermarket before I came on this, but someone was just like, Oh, well, so so are you still working at a gym? And I was like, Oh no, like my business is like all online now really. I just have a few clients that I do and they're like, Oh, okay. Oh, so so how does that I just don't really I don't really do any of that. Like what is it, social media? Do you get paid to do the social media? I don't know, just do you know what I mean? Like someone who obviously doesn't get it, but they're also like, I don't know, felt like being like, oh, so what? what's your job? And do you get paid to do that? Like who's paying you to do that? And I don't know. Maybe I was being a bit like sensitive. <laughs> but that's the thing. I think people, I, I think it is, it is really interesting to me how it is now sort of possible to make a career in, you know, like we, we're no longer tied to kind of, the infrastructure that we were tied to previously because communication has got so high tech we don't have to go and work in offices we can go and sit in a cafe with our laptop 
and we may as well be in our own office if we're somebody who's self-employed doing a job that, that can be done remotely from from the client which is something that's always been done but has had to be done from within an office because you needed all of the other staff around because you couldn't just shoot people an email or whatever you had to kind of go to your you know go to a secretary next door and get them to type something up and print it out for you or whatever so yeah unfortunately um the medical profession is not possible to well it is actually you can well, you can do yeah, there's consultations. Quite a lot now isn't there yeah there is but it's not um i don't know really how i how i kind of feel about it in terms of the practicing of of actual medicine i think i think there is a lot that can be done remotely there's a lot that can be done um with like telemedicine and stuff um and as the tools get kind of bigger and better you know like people can have apps on their iphone that will be able to measure their temperature and their pulse oximetry and do an ecg for them that can be pinged over to the to the doctor and stuff like that and that'd be great but i just can't help but feel i don't know if if it's me just being like nostalgic and archaic and not wanting to lose like you know quote unquote the you know the art of medicine or whatever but it kind of feels like i don't know that there's much substitute for actually laying eyes on somebody and 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 examining them with your with your hands i also think that even things as simple as taking blood pressure or you know taking like blood glucose levels like if they're done wrong they mean absolutely nothing Mm. and it's very easy to do them wrong exactly um so yeah i don't know particularly when automatic machines are involved as well like Mm. so It's an interesting one for sure, but maybe... Well, should we round up discussing this quote, which I found quite interesting, again, from Jamie's post? People don't come for your information, people come for your energy. Yeah, it's interesting. I was having a discussion with somebody about this the other day, like, because I feel like someone was saying, oh, I'm going to set up a separate Instagram account for, for this and then another separate Instagram account for this. And I was like, but why are you doing that? Like, people aren't... Yes, people are interested in, in probably some people are more interested in, you know, you talking about your like travels or whatever than you are talking about the gym. But then most of those people are actually here for you. And all of those things are facets of you. And what makes people unique are the fact that they, they also post about different things. And I find it really boring. You know, I was, I was thinking the other day, like if you look through someone's Instagram feed, and they only have pictures of themselves. Like there's literally, they appear in every single picture. I was like, how do they even do that? How do they never want to take a picture of a like really cool landscape and put it on Instagram or like a a building or a plate of food even? Like, but for some people it's not, it isn't about that. Some people just want it to be one thing, but I quite like people. And I want to, I want to know, I want to know like them, not just, what workouts they do yeah i'm afraid yeah. that people buy buy into people in that it's you know it's not just about the knowledge base i mean ashamedly probably a lot of my clients have no idea kind of what credentials and how much i know obviously some of that comes with it hopefully but i'd like to think that maybe they work with me because they like me as a person on some level as well oh, i think that's a huge thing especially now that on the surface, like an online coach, you, you're getting what's the difference between working with me and Dan? Like, I would say that the information you're going to get is probably quite similar. 
but you might feel like you connect better with one of us or you resonate better with one of us or you like what our humor and I think that's a huge part of it um you're you're really like looking at people's personalities as opposed to the information should be pretty solid (laughs) and uh, I guess how you interpret that and give that out and how you apply it to your clients but also partly your personality that attracts people to work with you or people to follow you yeah yeah true we're we're all aware of some of the people that aren't the most knowledgeable but they are engaging they are charismatic and they've got a huge following so that you know that kind of says it all it's very reflective of that and i really like the people who don't know everything but who are just honest about the fact that they don't know everything and and are engaging and charismatic because of that because they're not they're not sitting there saying i'm the best pt in the world or i'm the best nutritionist in the world but they are able to relate to people more and they are able to apply things more and i think i think you often find it in um you know like i find it with patients patients will often rather see a doctor who who kind of cares for them and looks after them and admits when they don't know everything about something but is happy to try and find out about it and figure it out than somebody who will make out to them that they're going to save the world but not be very nice to them or you know necessarily be honest with them when they've reached their limits of their knowledge mm. Mm. Hmm. Mm. that's an appropriate mm. ending i think yeah also before we do end, we have 143 reviews, did you know? 143? Wouldn't it be marvellous to see a few more? Wouldn't it be marvellous to see 200 reviews? Oh my good lord. Although, we do have one one-star review and I don't want to see any more of those, thank you very much. <laughs> also, if, if you don't like the podcast and you have got this far, what the hell are you doing listening still? Well, that's true. Hey, don't say that. We don't want to lose listeners. No, we don't. No, they obviously enjoy it. Hopefully. Maybe. Yeah. But do you know what? We also like constructive feedback. Yeah. Tell us about how often we get it wrong or interrupt each other. Sorry. That's really <laughs> hard, though. I know. Okay, bye. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>